Hello and welcome to the preamble. My name is Burlock. With me is Grumsworth, and today we'll be talking about batch painting. Yeah, batch painting. I thought it'd be an interesting topic for us to wrestle with this day. What do you reckon? Sounds a good move. I like a good yeah. wrestle with a topic. Yeah, me too. Um, so batch painting, I got, I got me thinking about batch painting when I was doing some, uh, some, some hobby this week, painting up some primary space marines. And I thought to myself, mm -hmm. well, what am I actually doing here? Am I painting a load of individual characters? Am I painting a squad? Huh, maybe I'm batch painting. I think I am. Um, and I think for me, like batch painting is just that. You're painting in stages, aren't you, really? It's in batches. Would you agree? <laughs> I would totally agree with that. It is as the name suggests. It's when you grab a big old chunk of models, doesn't mm. have to be big, I suppose. As you say, you, you're doing your five Primaris Marines and you're working through them in a batch. Yeah, stage by stage. Yeah. The ability to get a group of models and get them painted up to a uniform standard all at the same time, all in the same level of progress. So eventually you're going to finish up with a whole host of finished models all kind of roughly the same, really good for regiments, squads, yeah, all that sort of thing, isn't it? About yeah. the same time, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it, you know, I mean, how many miniatures does, do you have to have in front of you to call it batch painting? I mean, it's argued that you could have just more than one, but I think, you know, it's, it's better to think of it if you're dealing with squads or units of, of miniatures that you're painting, because you can, uh, you can achieve the results on that psychologically and physically, <laughs> you know, in a much Absolutely. better way. Um, yeah. If you're painting just two models, you, you could quite conceivably paint them as if they were character figures. Start one, finish one, start the next one, finish the next one. Time-wise, you'll probably be looking at about the same. But I think, you know, when you have a unit of five to ten, maybe even twenty or thirty strong, you're going to need to adopt the method of batch painting to be able to get you over that, that hump, aren't you? That's right, yeah. Assume the batch painting posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's assume what you, the position. <laughs> this, this is exactly, assume the position. This is our fine advice. I think we've both done copious amounts of batch painting in our day, haven't we, Burlock? Yeah. We've, we've, yeah. Used, we've used the technique, the process to get ready squads right the way through to entire armies, I suppose. Batch yeah. painting, you can really go sort of full on steel in your veins sort of affair and attempt to paint an army, uh, maybe batch paint it in a month or something like this it has been done by by some of our erstwhile colleagues on youtube i think some some um, good content creators out there have got some fantastic work on you know challenging themselves to paint a huge amount of miniatures in, in one like go. a weekend or something like that yeah. yeah something something crazy um but uh, you know um, undoubtedly doable yeah why did you adopt a certain level of techniques and i think expectations managing your expectations yeah. When you're when you're painting vast amounts, even managing your expectations to paint five, mm. I think it's really useful because you're going to stop yourself getting burnt out. Got a bit of a plan of action going, and batch painting yeah. really fits in nicely with that because it, it is you're setting yourself up with the sort of code of practice that will see you to the end of the line. That's right. And for me, painting these sorts of projects is a psychological battle it basically right the yeah. way through i mean it yeah. always is and it's I've part of the joy of it though well of course it is yeah and it's and it's sort of defeating that 
process and getting to the end of it and winning. Mm. <laughs> That's like, yes, winning. I got there. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I've won. Yeah. I've, be, I've painted this squad. But I, I've tried it both ways. I tried both the batch painting method and painting each miniature individually from start to finish. And yeah. it certainly both has their place. It, you know, when you're painting stuff to sort of a competition standard, you know, to your best level, perhaps doing one, each one individually might be better off. Certainly with some of the uh, Necromunda miniatures that you've painted, yeah, there was a sort of an element of batch painting you've rolled into the, some of them. Um, yeah. You've done them, you broke it down into much smaller segments, two or three at a time, as opposed to the whole whole thing. Because you want to right. um, have a... A, a better more polished finish rather than having a massive army of say 50 60 soldiers all painted to the same you're going to get better results if you break it down into smaller segments certainly um, you are you are and with that particular task although there was some uniformity among mm -hmm. the style and their equipment and things like this they were essentially 10 individual characters i did i, I painted them in in small batches of three yeah, that's it. Yeah, I remember because you kind of it, it split it up. I got a good mix between speed of getting them done, but also a high level of individual detail in between groups of three. So, yeah. with a band such as they are of ten, that kind of worked out quite neatly. The other way of doing things: if you're doing a, a squad of ten primary marines, for example, in my experience, doing one from start to finish, and then the second one start to finish, it's like you're starting a new project all over again. Yeah, um, it's slow get, going, isn't it? it? It can be much, much slower going. And uh, with that, you can lose a bit of enthusiasm. You can go off the board a little bit and it becomes more of a chore. And I've, I've had it myself where I've done a first Space Marine or Primaris Marine or whatever I'm painting, an Orc boy, start to finish. It looks fantastic. And I think, okay, I've got to do another one start to finish now. And that's, I've got to, I feel like I've got to get back into that zone again to begin, a, some, begin something new, to see something through to the end. Yeah. So if you're if I'm batch painting, I never get to that point of, oh, you know, I don't never get reach that that crash before I have to bring myself back up again. I keep it constantly on the upscale, if you know what I mean. It's constantly like I'm getting one set of colours done, followed by another set of colours, and then at the end, once they're all done, all the colours are finished, then the unit is then complete, and then that sense of completion is 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 there, and it's much greater, I feel, than having. Uh, you know having that up and down getting one model finished a second model finished a third model finished it can be a lot harder going yeah suddenly the reward is there when finally mm. you cross the finish line and stood before you are your 10 15 20 whole armies worth of miniatures all yeah, painted to the same to... standard all ready for action ready for you to take to the tabletop that's right so i think it is a really helpful tool psychologically it helps you get through a large chunky project. I would say this is a useful technique for the majority of people, because I think this is a little bit how we work in miniature painting. There are definitely people out there, I'm sure, that will take their 10 tactical Marines and paint each one top to toe, start to finish completely before moving on to the next one. But I reckon yeah. they're probably in the minority. I've known people to do that. I used to work. With I guy. have, yeah, yeah. He had a, a fantastic looking Dark Elder army, and he, uh, or Drukari as they're called now, is that one? Mm. And he uh, was an advocate for painting a single model every two days from start okay. to finish. Oh, all right, um, all right, yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, the, you know, the quality of his models was incredible. It looked very really, high, really I'm sure. Um, yeah. And every 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 other day, you know, he'd have another miniature on the table, and before mm. you knew it wow, he had an entire army on there, but 
the downside that that he said to me was that I can never bring a fully painted army to the field until they're all done. Yeah. So Whereas if he was with, batch painting, it'd be different, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're cranking out a individual model every two days, you're going to be looking at getting your relatively sort of medium sized army onto the table, maybe a year after you begin painting, aren't you? Yeah. Whereas... Yeah. If you're painting your miniatures in batches, you can get it together in a much more timely fashion. Mm, yeah. Can't you? Yeah, I think so. I guess it gives your miniatures a sense of uniformity, doesn't it, as well? It does. It, it, it does. doesn't just give you that psychological win um, there and then. It gives, you, uh, it gives your army a, a different feel. I think one thing you mentioned to me the other day is that uh, you managed to get all of your Necron Warriors that you've been working on recently out as a squad, as a squad of yeah. 10, and you only needed to mix up one lot of paint. Yeah, that's kind of working in an efficient way as well. So all of their all of their green glow was done in one sitting. I sat down, I thought, I've got a couple of hours here, hobby time that I can get in. I'm going to bring all of their glowing parts up to the same standard using the same colours. I could see that another little part of the entire unit was completed at the end of that two hours. I only had to mix up one little wet palette's worth of paint for that. So you're kind of cutting down on wastage there as well. Yeah. yeah but, but because the green is, is a mix of medium as well, it was useful to get it mixed up like that and lay it all down in that one sitting. So it has that uniformity that we've been speaking of. So yeah. all of their green glowing weapons, being Necrons as they are, their equipment is identical to each other's. And so the paint job should to my mind, reflect that as well. So it's really useful for painting units, squads, that you want to keep looking uniform, not just in their colours or the application, but the way that army, that squad looks. But it's, it's also really efficient time-wise. To get something done, to get that one piece locked in, then you can move on to the next. It almost, it's almost like it gives you a little bit of a battle plan it's yeah. like we start here, so I'm going to whack on all of the black areas of this model. And then you move on to the next one, the next one, the next one. And before That's you know right. it, the whole unit has all of that particular piece of equipment, shading, armour, flesh tone, whatever, mm. locked in. And then it, it kind of informs your decision as to where to go next. And you see the whole unit coming together rather than an individual it's sometimes good to do a test model. Yeah, I think that's vital yeah. on some occasions because it gives you an idea. As you said, it gives you your battle plan. And we spoke on mm -hmm. numerous different episodes about planning your job first and it, mm. it, how, how much we like it, don't we? That process. Yeah, you know, for, for, you know, it'd be nice just to jump straight in and just go wild and see what comes out at the other end. But sometimes that, it is. Sometimes that can work, but that way lies dragons. So be prepared to fight them off. It if does. You do, if you do that. Um, planning it out yes having your test model um, that can work um, however if you know sort of the colors you'll be using you know the alchemy that you're going to be putting into place for them you know the order which we're going to be painting some of those bits in and you can then order that into a, a series of batches so uh, let's use the silver templars that I've been working on recently you've got the um, silver armor that was all done they're all mm -hmm. got to that stage then that was all shaded and highlighted the armor was finished and completed at that point they looked like they were 
ready to be fielded almost because you know the majority of a marine's armor is a marine's miniature is just his armor yeah um, so if i'd have just blacked out some some uh, some of the weapons and some of the details thrown on a color on the base i could have used them on the battlefield take them to point. the table yeah at, at that point i can then use them so it, it gives you an instant squad of five that you can then field very early on yeah so it gets but your miniatures so to the table quicker as well as a as a squad as opposed as a to group, a single yeah. marine yeah. Yeah. yeah so and and not a half finished one so you haven't right, got yeah. you haven't got five marines wandering onto the uh you know the the grim dark battlefields of the 41st millennium there yeah with only one of them with his eyes painted or one of them with his hazard striped chainsword and the rest right. all in white yeah yeah and i've played uh games with um with guys before now uh, a series of games like we've played a campaign before a little bit yeah. like the old tale of four gamers you know uh, the hallowed um, tale if you can yeah. cast your mind back that far Grumsworth, yeah. to the pages of white dwarf where the uh the, the staff you know, the editorial team of white dwarf challenged themselves to the tale of four gamers where they would each take choose an army and they would each month play a game which gets bigger and bigger with each passing month because they've painted That's more right. added to their army. Yeah. Well, I've, I've done a, a similar kind of thing before now. And um, I've seen uh, a friend's army. He's fielded a unit and he'd got all the base coats down on them. They look mm-hmm. fine. He'd got a couple of other units down there, you know, at varying levels of painting. And the next time we played, he'd got them all done to the next level almost. And the time after that yeah. he'd got them to the level after that and then by the time we played our fourth game his whole army was painted and it looked beautiful it'd been based and everything and it was you could really see the progression but nonetheless at each stage of the games that we played they were looking good and you were seeing that progress but yeah. they were coming together as a whole army it wasn't like he had a sea of plastic gray plastic miniatures and a, every now and again when we play another game he'd have another couple more completely painted no no they'd yeah. all be They'd all be brought up to the same level at the same time. And that's because he was adopting the idea of batch painting. Some people yeah. call it conveyor belting, I suppose, in a way, where you Absolutely. have every yeah. model on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a conveyor and you do each color. And, you know, by the time you get yeah. to the last model, the first one's dry. So you can begin then on the next, next color. Which, again, so, yeah. that, that, is, that is that sort of baked in uh, efficiency with time and materials again, isn't it? Because yeah. as you right. say, you get to that 10th model and the paint on the first one has dried so there's no waiting there's no pausing in between that you can mm. just go in and lay the next color on the next one i think it right. it does go back to i think the conveyor belt kind of idea of visualization is really helpful for it as well i think so as well it can give you a sort of a, an idea that you're knocking them out quick mm. or these are a bit subpar, but again, that comes back to your expectations that we mentioned. Earlier. It does, you yeah. To be able yeah. to rein them in a little bit, because yeah, if you painted every single model from start to finish individually, you'll have individually amazing-looking miniatures. It just come together a whole lot slower. Yeah. And as you know, we like our hobbies to come together somewhat quickly. If we're playing games, especially, we like to use painted miniatures. Batch painting can be useful to complete an individual unit, add a new one to your army. You say that there is like a drop off of quality in doing this, but also it's like you can just slap them back on the conveyor belt a, a month That's later. True. So yeah, they can, you can they always can, go back to them. Yeah. Yeah. They can be on the board really rapidly in a three color minimum. And then when you get the time, put them back on your conveyor belt and you whack in some more of the deeper detail or you add another highlights. layer of highlights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or a bit more texture to all of their bases. While it's nice to see things coming together en masse, 
you don't get that immediate result of how how the unit is going to look if you've, end, if, yeah, if you've yeah. spent the last five hours putting down just all the blue base coat on a load of ultramarines you look back at your five hours spent and you've just got a load of like blue, sea of blue. guys yeah yeah and not the sort that you're wanting to look at the sea of blue you know resplendent mm. beautifully painted ultramarines you just got a load of basic blue figures and that it, yeah. in the early stages of batch painting that can be quite disheartening can't it it can be yeah yeah and it goes back to that that psychological battle you're waging from start to finish with these things yeah. so and as you said earlier some people really do enjoy getting a single model done finishing yeah. off and moving on to the next one because it does give them that constant drip feed of gratification oh, I've yeah got one done that looks great that's right, on to the yeah. next one i've got that one done but I, I i find that the batch painting um not only can you can you achieve good quality albeit a, a, you know drawn out over a longer period of time and you have to mm -hmm. put up with an unfinished unit or squad or individual character for that much longer i think the end result um speaks for itself and you can always as you say put them back on the conveyor and start or or even once they've got their three color minimum you could then individually pick each one up and, and bring each one individually up to a, up to a final standard uh, because at that point by that point you've already got a finished squad that you can feel on the battlefield and use yeah. when you're playing games with your friends yeah. so um so there are there are certainly its advantages and its disadvantages to batch painting but i feel as though the advantages outweigh the disadvantages. they far outweigh them but yeah, only in instances where i think you need to use batch painting i mean i guess a large project would would lend itself to batch painting wouldn't it yeah yeah definitely yeah but the idea you can you can crunch the batch down to a to a small number like mm. i did with the corridor gang um and yeah. also like i did with some uh, wrath of kings miniatures some pigmen so batch painting to get these guys out the door and looking to a level where I was happy to play with them, the conveyor belt really, really helped with these guys. The majority of the work was done with an airbrush, which is super speedy anyway, but also almost all of the colours have a soft blending transition between them. And this is achieved by throwing a little bit of, I've got dark blue on these guys. So started out with a black undercoat, whacked on with the airbrush, a, a nice dark purple blue and then i slowly added a little bit of a lighter blue and a little bit of a lighter blue and yeah. then a little bit of white into the mix and to get this uniform and even among all six of these guys i i had to do it in that one sitting yeah but at the yeah, end of, of it but at the end of it i was faced with as i just said with the ultramarines there <laughs> i was faced with just a, a load of blue which blue didn't really yeah blue pigment <laughs> but the next day i went back and i painted all the skin in locked all that in so again that's that was uniform it was even across all of them they're a yeah. squad there while they're posed differently they are essentially identical models yeah and i guess I mean, another instance where you may use batch painting to your advantage is if you're on a deadline yeah i can cast my mind back to a previous episode again where you spoke about your uh, is it drop fleet commander drop, drop mm -hmm. commander they were you... batch painted well, you, didn't you do a, a few of them the day before the tournament was on when you were I on did. your way to a tournament? Yeah, I did a mini batch of four. Yeah, a, mi a mini batch of four of them, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, in the travel lodge the day before. <laughs> but it was because I had the conveyor belt idea already locked in mind. I had done, it was exactly the same paint treatment that was being used on these four models. 
that I'd used throughout the entire army. I just yeah. took my small selection of paints, sponges and brushes along because I actually sponged on a lot of the colour for those guys. They went up in, in stages. So yeah. even if I fell to slumber or drunkenness, or just defeated by the task. I could take them to the tournament the next day, maybe all three, and they would be uniform and they would colour match the, the rest of the army. Yeah. Even if it was just the base coats that you'd managed to lay down in yeah, the time right. you had. Yeah, yeah. Because you'd have brought them all up to the same level at the same time. Yeah. And that, you know, yeah. that, that just, that's, isn't it? It's, it's, you can build them up to different levels as and when you see fit. You know, you can bring them all up to a particular standard and be happy with them there. Yeah. And then in a week or a month or however long you want to leave it, bring them up to a, your, your next level of painting yeah. as and when you're ready to. But I think, I think keeping yourself in that batch painting mode when you've got a particular project on from seeing it through from start to finish, seeing them go from gray plastic, they all go through every level at the same time. You bring that whole unit together and there's nothing like it when you, when you cross that finish line, is there? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And Feels it's good. also kind of nice if you're into taking pictures of your miniatures, which yeah. now we've all got a phone with a camera in our pocket. Easy done. Start, easily done. You can also, you can document your progress with that whole unit or squad or group of yeah. five guys or whatever. Yeah. So if you just uh, like plug a, a tag into Instagram, for example, or just plug in their work, miniatures work in progress. Or that's something, right. Yeah. You'll get so many examples of what people have done, yeah. what they, what stage their particular project has got to, because it's easy to do that, isn't it? You can document yeah. it as you go and use that as your own learning experience. I think you can learn yeah. from previous attempts or what colors work well at speed, you know, and, Again, that comes back down to the planning, I think, but also knowing your colours, knowing your colour schemes um, and putting that all into practice in the same in the same way. And I like the idea that you brought up earlier about it not being particularly wasteful of paint because yeah. I don't like waste at the best of times. So when it comes to of course um, not. just filling up my palette that one time with that one colour and using that until it's used up rather than let it sit there and go dry and be thrown away, it's best to get as much out of your paint. And it, as a hobby, it's not cheap, is it? Let's be fair. It's not. If you're using that circa 1995 Goblin Green, always, you do not want to be using a drop more of that stuff than you have to, do you? You know, when the you're painting those, when you're painting those Goblin Green bases, you know, that stuff's going in the fridge straight after. Oh, of course, yeah. Keep it in good order, right? Yeah, it's next yeah. to my sunburst yellow, so I can easily oh, just fibrous the yes. sun. That's right. <laughs> So, um, basing technique from the mid nineties for you there, folks. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, other projects I've used batch painting on recently has been for my squats. Yep. I mean, fortunately, uh, the army list that I've chosen to use is from the second edition forty k lists, and they come in squads of five, which Perfect. makes it really useful because I can do an entire squad, which I won't ever need to add anything to. Yeah, uh, I just choose the five that I want to paint. Right, that's that one squad. Get them they all got, done. Yeah, um, and I can vary the colours from squad to squad if I wanted to, rather than having sort of some green padded uh, jerkins on them. I could use the sort of brown padding or red padding, whatever I might want. And so it yeah. just allows me to batch that whole squad. They'll get completed to a, a you know their own level, their own standard, to their own slight variation of the colour scheme, mm -hmm. and and that all get done at the same time and finished and looking lovely. I'm sure. It's also really good for their bases. Mm. that's something that has irked me in the past both with my own work and seeing other people's an army is always going to or any group of miniatures is always going to look better if the basing is done in a uniform or at least super similar fashion yeah it's no good having five marines walking forward i think anyway on a goblin green and sunburst yellow base and the rest of the army is all on some sort of sterling mud mix something like this uniform um, 
having yeah. uniformity throughout your bases really ties in the army and it makes it a, a more smarter more finished looking piece of work that's right and even if there are very minor variations in the colors that you've chosen to use your bases if you've gone for say a mixed uh, color just to get the color exactly right to match a piece of scenery you might have or to match an idea you've got in your mind yeah. or uh, to, to match it to an image you've drawn from from some external inspiration going back to again another episode that we spoke about many weeks ago it allows you to at least get a complete unit done to the, all the same stuff if the next unit has that same kind of brown but it's very slightly different at least all that 10 or that 20 are done to that same standard that's and right yeah as a whole group they will blend blend nicely although saying that i have known people to do an entire army but without touching a single base yeah and then just do the bases all at the end right i'm gonna do yeah. all the bases at the end yeah. but then i guess it, the temptation there isn't it is you want to get a unit completed from start to finish and yeah. have it look ready to display at least while but, the rest of your army comes together but it's just something you can do isn't it it is something you can do and you are essentially you're batch painting the bases mm. as a last piece aren't you yeah yeah because it is kind of a separate part of the model entirely you know yes that you should yeah yeah consider the environment they're, they're, you they're fighting over and consider it these silver templars that i'm working on they're going to be mm. on a um like a mangrove forest swampy oh, kind yeah. of kind of thing so how that's going to gel with the, the silver and the yellow i'm gonna to have to be quite careful about the palette i choose to use so i'm gonna make sure that i do all those bases in their own setting in their own yeah. as, as their own session you know what i mean just so that i can make sure they they all look exactly right yeah. you can do a test model this is where using a test model i think is quite useful yeah batch paint. whilst it will take you out of that batch painting mentality it will help set up the rest of your army won't it by doing that test piece getting the colors down getting your mixes exactly right but taking notes as you go whether they just be scratch notes on a bit of paper or you're typing up on a computer as you go really invaluable because it just means that you won't quite forget oh was that a 25 to 75 ratio of sterling mm -hmm. mud to agrax earthshade or was it the mm -hmm. other way around because um, you do want it to be as as uniform as you as you can you know and make make your process as efficient as possible it, it can help sort of work through periods of burnout as well yeah yeah it can do yeah and because that happens to everybody which i'm sure we'll discuss on a previous on a, on a future episode yeah um because burnout is a big thing it's a big old topic actually the more i think yeah, about it it is but, um, yeah. i mean i i don't know how you feel about a, a quick summary really just to say that really on, throw it out painting here for us is really efficiency time saving uh speed um uniformity and i think above all consistency and the psychological benefit of being able to complete whole units whole boxes of miniatures removed from your pile of cellophane wrapped shame <laughs> that's it yeah thanks so much for tuning in folks those are our thoughts on batch painting perhaps have been useful to you let us know your thoughts in the comments below like and subscribe use our code in the notes for 10 percent off everything bought at roguesgaming.com it helps us out a little bit as old father time he calls for his quote oh well, who offers the words of payment this day <laughs> i shall i shall offer up the words of payment to dear old father time every time i look into a monitor prime my circuits sizzle when are we going to start busting deceptor chops? Pretty accurate. <laughs>
You've been listening to The Preamble. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and many other podcast platforms. If you want to contact us, just send an email to thepreamble at gmail.com or find us at The Preamble on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Your hosts were Grumsworth and Burlock, brought to you by roguesgaming.com.